So to Davyudam and Aleph, we begin one line in. It says, Vayigdal hanar Hashem. The nar grew, the young man grew, and God blessed him. So what does it mean, blessing? The Gemara asks, what was the blessing? Because Rashi explains that whenever you have blessing, it always means a great amount. So he answers, Rabbi Yehudah Marav says, He had a blessing on his male organ. And what does it mean? It means he had a normal, obviously, male organ. But the amount of seed that he had was a tremendous amount. It poured out like a river. And later on in the story, it says that Shimshon called out to Hashem. This is when he was, he was uh, already lame, he had no legs, his eyes were chopped out. And he said, Hashem, my God, remember me, and give me strength, this last time, and I will get revenge from one of my eyes, one of my two eyes from the plishtim. Right, and that's right before what happened after that, so he gets, he gets revenge, how does he get revenge? So he pulls down the whole building along with himself, he dies, and many, many plishtim die as well. Even more, it says the Pasuk, than he killed in all of his life. So Rav says, what was Shimshon saying in front of Hashem? He was saying as follows, Master of the world, Remember for me the 20 years that I judged the people of Israel. I never said to anyone, bring my staff from one place to the other. So the Marsha explains, what does this have to do with that? What's the connection between the idea that he never took anything from anyone and the fact that he was asking for Hashem to remember him, to give him strength? So the Marsha explains that when a person takes anything from anyone, if he's a shofit, he's a, he's a judge. So he was a judge for many years, but he never took anything from anyone. He never took a shochat, he never took a bribe, even a favor he never took from anyone. So that he wouldn't, his eyes would never be led astray from the proper judgment. So he was saying in the schus, in the merit of the fact that I never took any bribes and my eyes were never led astray, that was the schus, that was the merit that he was asking for with which Hashem should, should provide him with the strength to be able to finally take down more plishtim. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Shimshon had gone and he had collected, he had trapped 300 foxes. So the Gemara asks, Why did he choose to trap foxes? Rabbi Ayyub Barnagdi said in the name of Rabbi Chir Bar Abba, Amr Shimshon, Shimshon says, Yavoy Shual, Shachoyzer Lachayrov, let a fox come. What does a fox do? So Rashi explains that when you try to trap it, so what does it do? It backtracks on you. It runs ahead and then it backtracks to trick you. So this Shual, this fox, whose way is to backtrack, should come Viframi Plishtim. And that's going to be the payment for the Plishtim, Shechazri B'Shvuasim, because they backtracked on their swear, on their oath that they made to Avram Avinu, to our forefather Abraham. Tanya, the Gemara says like this, there's a b'risa, Arab Shimon HaChosid, Bink Seifav Shal Shimshon Shishim Ama Hoya. The shoulders of Shimshon were 600, I'm sorry, 60 Amas across. Shinemar, as the verse says, Vayishkav Shimshon Archatsi Halayla. Shimshon, he slept for until until midnight. He got up at midnight. He grabbed onto the doors of the gate of the city. And the two uh, doorposts. He picked them all up. He placed them upon his shoulders. 
Ugamiri, the Eindalas is Aza Pchuzas Meshishim and we have learned that the, the doors into Aza were not less than 60 Amos. So if he was able to carry them upon his shoulders, obviously his shoulders were 60 Amos wide, 60 arm lengths. Now, the Gemara continues. It says something very interesting. He was there, he was grinding, literally, in the Beis Asurim, in the jail. So B'yachanan says, Whenever you have the word grinding, it's always a language of some kind of transgression. As the verse says, Another person will grind my wife. So we see from there that there's a, it's a, a language of transgression. So what was the transgression that Shimshon had inside of that jail? This teaches us that each and every person brought his their wife to him, to where he was in jail, in order that they get pregnant from him. Amra Papa, Papa says, This is what people say, Before someone who drinks wine, bring wine. In front of someone who works the ground, someone who works as a gardener, so bring him vegetables. Meaning, according to what a person is used to, according to what a person is good at, that's what you bring to him. And that's why they brought him all of these women, in order to give him these women, because, as we mentioned earlier, he was his bracha, somehow, and you have to understand what this means, but his bracha, his blessing was that he had a tremendous amount of seed. Now the Gemara brings a statement by Rabbi Yechanan, which happens to bring in that pasuk, which we mentioned earlier. Whoever is unfaithful, so his wife is unfaithful to him as well. So one Pasuk says, this is an Eov, it says, if my heart is seduced by someone else's wife, that's the first verse, and then it says, so my wife is going to be taken away through transgression and someone else will be upon her. And this is similar to that which there's a folk saying, and it goes like this. He is someone who's a gourd, a gourd type of guy, and his wife is a little gourd type of guy. So that's the same idea, that whatever he is, whatever his character is, that's what his wife is. Now we come back to speaking about Shimshon. Shimshon, Shimshon, he judged the people of Israel like his father in heaven. Shenemar don yodin amoy ke'echod. This is the pasuk it says by the prophecy of Yaakov of Vinu. So Don will judge his nation as one. So just like Hashem is one, so too Shimshon judge the Jewish people just like Hashem with righteous judgment. Yochanan also said that Shimshon's name was similar to the name of Hashem. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Kishemesh umagen Hashem Elikim. Like the, the word here, Shemesh, means a wall. Just like a wall and the shield is Hashem our God. So now, Sigmar asks, Elame Ata. So based on this, Layimcha, you shouldn't be allowed to erase Shimshon's name. Sigmar says, no, it doesn't mean that he's literally the same name as Hashem. Elame Ein Shemesh his name contains something which is similar to the concept of Hashem. Just like Hashem, so he protects the entire world. So to Shimshon, during his generation, he protected the people of Israel. Rabbi Yechanan said something else. Bilam, the prophet Bilam, he was lame in one of his feet, right? Because he had that, the, his mule 
pushed his leg into the wall. Shenemar, and we find this verses of Ayelech Shefi. In reference to himself, Bilam says that I went with one of my legs removed from its socket. Shimshon, Chiger Bishtei Raglov Hoya. And Shimshon was doubly lame. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Shefifon Ale Orach. This is back to the prophecy of Yaakov Avinu. It says Shefifon, which is not just, not only is his Shefi, not only is one of his legs removed, but both of his legs are removed. Now, the Gemara continues after the two dots. Tan Rabbanan. Chamisha Nivru Me'ein Dugma Shalmala. Five were created with a tremendous advantage over other people. The Kulan Lakumahen. And all of them, their downfall was through that advantage. Shimshon Bekoichoi. Shimshon was his strength. Sha'ul B'Tzavaro. Sha'ul was with his tall neck. Avshalom B'Saro. Avshalom was through his beautiful hair. Tzidkiya B'Einov. Tzidkiya, the king Tzidkiya, was with his eyes. Asa B'Raglov. Asa was with his feet. Now, we go through each one of them one by one. Shimshon B'Koichoi. Shimshon was with his strength. Tichsiv Ayosar Koichem He lost his strength. And that was his undoing. Sha'ul B'Tzavaro. Sha'ul with his tall neck. Tichsiv Ayikach Sha'ul Asacherev. Vayipol Aleha. Shaul took the sword and he fell upon it himself. And as we know, when a person kills himself, or a person gets killed with a sword, so it goes through his neck. Avshalom b'saro, kaman. As we're going to describe, we're going to talk about Avshalom and his hair soon. Tzitkia be'enav, tzitkia, he lost his vision. Dechsev, ve'seini tzitkia iver. His eyes became blind. Asa be'raglov, asa was with his feast. Dechsev, rakleis ziknasay chala es raglov. So when he got old, his feet became sick. That's important to understand over here. But Amar Rav Yehuda he explains, the Gemara explains, Rav Yehuda Amar said, he got the sickness in his legs. It wasn't just because he was old, and that's why his legs became weak, but rather it was because he had a specific illness in his legs. Amar Le Marzutra, brother of Nachman, of Nachman. Marzutra, the son of Rav Nachman, said to his father of Nachman, Hechidami Padgara, what is this sickness of the legs? Amarle, so Rav Nachman replied, Kimachat b'basarachai, it's as painful as a needle in flesh that's alive. Mino yoda, so how did Rav Nachman know this? Ikadamri mechash havachash So there are those who say that he actually had this sickness. Ve'ikadamri me'rabi shamale, that he heard it from his rabbis, there are those who say. Ve'ikadamri, there are those who say, Soyin Hashem li'reyav u'brisoy l'hoidiyam. That Hashem reveals his secrets to those who fear him. Darash Rava. Rava darshaned as follows. nenash asa. Why was asa punished? That he had this horrible sickness in his legs. He made the students of the Torah come and, and go to war. Shenemar, the verse says, Rahamelech asa. Hishmias kol Yehuda. He let it be known in all of Yehuda. Ain naki. There's no, there's no one free. My ain naki. What does it mean no one's free? Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav. Even a chasan, someone who is newly married, he has to go to war. So if they made the newly married people who the Torah said they're not allowed to go to war, nevertheless he made them go to war. So certainly the Talmidei Chachamim, those people who were students and didn't have any kind of heter from the Torah, any kind of permission from the Torah not to go to war, so certainly they were included in Asa's draft. Now, the Gemara continues. Ksiv, Vayerit Shimshon, right after the two dots. Vayerit Shimshon Timnasa. He went down to Timna. Uchsiv. And we find the Pasuk says by Yehuda, Hine Chamech Oyla Timnasa. They told Tamar that her father-in-law was coming up to Timna. So now, in each of those Pasukim, it says Timna. In one place it says he went down. By Shimshon it says he went down to Timna. And by Yehuda it says he was coming up to Timna. Amar Blazer, Shimshon, Shinizganeba, Ksiv Be Yerida. Shimshon, so he, as he went down to Timnah, 
So he did something which was negative. So therefore, it says Yerida going down. Yehuda Shinas Alaba, over Yehuda, who ended up doing something very positive through that. So Ksiv Be Aliyah, so it says that he went up to Timna. Rabshmuel Bar Nachmeni Omar, Shtei Timna is Hayu. Rabshmuel Bar Nachmeni says there were two different t- places called Timna. Chada Yerida, Chada Aliyah. One was on the way down the hill, and one was on the way up the hill. Rab Papa Omar, Rab Papa says, There is only one Timna. If you come from one side of the city, so you're going to come down the hill. And if you come from a different side of the hill, so you're going to come up the hill. Like we find by these other places where one side, one entrance into the city is on a downhill, and one entrance into the city is on an uphill. Now, now that we're talking about Yehuda, so we continue talking about the story there. So it says that Tamar, when Yehuda was coming along, so she sat down in the Pesach Enayim. What is this place, Pesach Enayim? Which literally translated means the opening of the eyes. Amar Alexandri, Alexandri says, What's this Pesach Enayim? He sat, she sat in the place which is the opening of the of the place of Avram Avinu. The, the place that all eyes are looking for. What's this reference to? This is reference to an inn, a place where people can rest their weary bones from their traveling. It's a place that all eyes are looking to. It's that place of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, he was constantly bringing people into his house, to, to welcome the guests. So that's what that's what it's referring to. Vatesha Pesach Enayim. She sat in the place where all eyes are looking for in an inn. Rav Chanan Amar Rav. Rav Chanan said in the name of Rav. Malkam Hushesh Enayim. It's a place. It's called Enayim. That's where she was sitting. V'chenu Omer. That's what the pasuk says. Tapuach Enam. There's a verse which refers to different places, and it says there this place called Enam, which is similar to Enayim. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani Amar. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani says Shenasna Enayim Lidvoreha. He takes the verse a little bit out of context, and he says that she she made sure she the the literal translation is she set her eyes upon making sure to answer whatever he said. Kishatava, when when he came to her, when Yehuda came to her, Amar he said to her like this: Shemanachrasat, are you a non-Jew? Amar Giorisani. So she said, I converted to Judaism. So she says to him. So I'm sorry. He says to her, Shema maybe you're married. Amar Ani. So she said, No, I'm free. <coughs> Maybe your father accepted Kedushan for you. No, my father's been dead since I was born. So he said to her, Maybe you're, you're impure. She said, No, I've been in the mikvah. I am not a nida. Two dots. Okay. Now, once we mentioned that Avram Avinu, that Abraham, he was known for his achnas he was known for bringing in the guests. So we bring this pasuk. It says, "Vayita Eishel be'er Sheva." That Avram Avinu he planted this Eishel in Be'er Sheva. We're going to see what an Eishel is. Amar Eishlakish, Eishlakish says, "Malamish asa pardes." He made an orchard. Venataba kol mine megadim, and he placed all kinds of. He planted all kinds of beautiful, delicious fruits there, in order to give to passersby whenever they would come to his house. So he'd give them some delicious fruits. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Chemya. So there's a machlokas, there's an argument between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia. Chadamar Pardes. One person said that it was an orchard indeed. Chadamar Pundak. And one said, no, he actually, what he did was he made an inn. So now, Sigmar says, Bishlam Alamanda Amar, we understand according to the one who says Pardes, that it was an orchard. That's why it says he planted. Alamanda Amar Pundak, the one who says that it was an inn, my Vayita, what's he planting? How do you plant an inn? 
So Gemara answers, there is such a concept. We see that there's a concept of planting, which means here driving in a stake when it comes to putting up a tent. Now, the verse says that he called out there in the name of Hashem, the God of the universe. Returning the page,